everyone, and welcome to Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. We are really excited uh, to be here today with a new episode with Tal Grop. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good to see you, Danielle and Dustin. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I'm so excited to hear what you're going to bring us today. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, um, Ticket Spigot, who is the official ticketing partner of the NIAAA. Um, also, my amazing co-host, Dr. Dustin Smith. How are you doing today, Dustin? Man, I'm I'm living the dream in Greenwood, Arkansas. Just excited to be here and excited to to visit with Paul and and I'll get to jump in and introduce him a little bit. And I kind of get a bad rap for this tall, so I'm going to apologize. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> what I like to do is I want our listeners just to know who we're talking to. Um, and so um, we talk about royalty. But when you look at the state of Idaho, which we haven't been in in the, in the podcast, so you're our first guest, suspect, whatever you want to call it, um, yep. for this podcast. But when I think of Idaho, um, there are two people that come to mind, and you're one of those two. Um, so, what what I want to talk about um, is, I mean, we can we can get in depth about you working with certification. We can talk about you being an NIAAA board member, serving the Idaho Athletic Directors Association as a past president. I mean, there, there's a long list of things that we can do. But what I do want to talk about is, I mean, you're the AD at Timberline High School, which you've been there and. I mean, I guess your career has been at Timberline, not completely as the athletic director, but you've spent some time, obviously, 15, 16 years as athletic director there as well. Um, but but your servant's heart, and it's somebody that I've gotten to know um, from a distance. We've gotten to know each other, and I've gotten to see what you've done and how you've not only served Idaho, but you've served our national association as well. Um, and, I, and I listened to a podcast that you spoke on, and and you brought up a point that ADs do a great job of sharing information. Um, we don't like to hide it, protect it, keep it from one another, but we share it willingly with everybody else. And so you've shared yourself, you've shared your experience with our um, profession and with our association. So I'm excited to have you on here. I'm excited to visit with you. And what I always like to say is, I just want to know what the resume is not going to tell me about who Tall Grop is. Uh, we can talk about accolades. We can talk about service to the NIAAA and the Idaho AD Association. But more than anything, I like to know who who is Tall Grop aside from athletic director. Well, thanks for that introduction. Um, I really feel like just a, a comment on what you said is that I always feel like I'm the smallest fish in the biggest pond wherever I go. Like. Uh, I, I just feel like there's so many great people that we get to rub shoulders with that I, I just love the experience of being able to go out there and do something. So every time I do something like this or anything else, I'm just trying to selfishly learn something new about other people and what they're doing in their state and their region and, and try and bring it back to my school so that I can, again, be selfish and really take it into what we do here. Uh, when, I, when I'm not being an athletic director, um, I, I love to go camping. I love to go hiking, fishing. You know, I, I really kind of followed Pete Shambaugh on his big trip across the, the, the great AT and, and, uh, something that I'm jealous of something I don't think I could ever do, but, um, just something that I think is really kind of cool to admire from a distance. And, and, and then the other thing that I like to do is I, I'm kind of the handyman, like around our house and, and, and around our community a little bit. So I, I, <laughs> 
I don't think I'm good at any of it, but other people seem to think I am. And so, and I'm, I guess it's more that I'm just willing to try, you know, that, that goes along with a lot of things that I do around the school and, and at home, I'll, I'll just jump in and, and, and do something. So um, I feel like I'm okay at a lot of things, not great at any one thing. <laughs> so is plumbing considered handiwork? Well, shoot, I did do some plumbing um, a couple of years ago. We redid our bathroom. And so I went underneath in the crawl space and I rerouted some of the plumbing. So yes, I have done some plumbing. Um, again, I think I did a good job because we've not had any issues since. <laughs> but uh, um, I guess I'm always trying to save a buck. Maybe that's for the, the bigger issue. Hey, I can appreciate that. I am fiscally responsible is what I call it. My wife calls it cheap but I call it fiscally responsible. Um, but the reason I ask about the plumbers is because I've, I've heard a couple things from plumbers. There's three things they live by. Paydays on Friday, crap, rolls downhill. So you got to be cognizant of that. And third, never chew your fingernails. So the reason I ask you if you're plumbing, make sure you don't chew your fingernails because that's a life motto for plumbers. I can appreciate that, Dustin. Yes, okay. that's good. That's good advice right there. So is it no? Is it? <laughs> it? It is good advice. I mean, you think about it. But I also like to just paint a paint a picture on a map for people that don't know where where Boise is and where Idaho is, for that matter. Uh, some people will even struggle with that. So, can you paint a picture of where you're at and where you serve at in, at Timberline High School? Yeah. So for those who are listening, we're not next to the Mississippi River. We're not Iowa. We are Idaho. So that's that's in the west. <laughs> it's next to Washington and Oregon. And and uh, we got Utah below us and Wyoming, Montana on the other side and Canada above us. So we have quite a big region uh, where I'm from is Boise, which is the largest city in the state. It's also the most central to the state, so it's right in the in the bottom, uh, the southwest uh, part of the state. And uh, like I said earlier, there's the northern region and the eastern region, and uh, we we kind of have the we're kind of split up in those three sections as you as you look at our state. So you talked about hiking, and you like to go camping. You have a lot of area around there, I guess, to do that. Yeah, so there's some foothills right close that uh, we can we can do a lot of like mountain biking and. And there's some trails in this area, uh, but to get some good hiking in, you'd go out probably about two or three hours um, east to the Sawtooth Mountain Range. And there's a lot of really good hiking in there. There's a bunch of different places you could go around the state. You could go north up into McCall uh, and north of McCall. You could go even further east and go into the White Cloud Mountains. Um, in fact, uh, when I get back from Indianapolis here, in a week, I'm going to take my two two of my three boys uh, backpacking up into the Sawtooth. We're gonna we're gonna stay at Redfish Lake. You take a ferry across the lake, and then you hike up about eight miles to a lake called Alpine Lake. And uh, we're gonna spend a couple of days up there. That will Pete Shambo be jealous of that? He he is jealous of the Sawtooth. In fact, he said he'd love to come out here and do it someday. And I said, anytime, my brother. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming Timberline. There's a lot of there's a lot of trees around you. Yeah. Yeah. So Boise, Boise kind of gets his name as a, a city of trees. That's kind of what it's known as. And it, I wouldn't say it's uh you know, I, I lived in Wisconsin for a little bit. It's nothing like 
the green of Wisconsin because uh, we are more of a deserty area. But it got its name because uh, some explorers came across the big desert and then came to an oasis of a lot more trees than they had seen in the last like probably two or three weeks. So, yeah, so relatively speaking, there yes, was a lot of trees. Relatively speaking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's. We've talked about you being at Timberline, and you've been there, I think, as the athletic director since, what, 2006, something in that area? That's correct. Okay, so over that 16, 17-year span as athletic director, I know you've had to have some stories of some some of the moments, and what we like to do with this podcast is just say, all right, this is the stuff that, I mean, we as athletic directors deal with, and not everybody knows it, because nobody lives our life on our campus. So let's let's talk some stories about things that you've experienced in your time. Yeah, appreciate it. So uh, I think I want to start off by just kind of talking about a couple of things that we as athletic directors do. We, we tend to wear a lot of different hats. Uh, we get put into positions where, you know, maybe it's not our job description. And uh, we're just kind of we just kind of forced into making things happen. So um, last year, I'll say this, like, I always wonder if I'm going to get in trouble. And this is one of those situations <laughs> where I kind of did, did some things on the on the DL so that uh, I wouldn't get in trouble. And and uh, my my head custodian, Mike, he's always like, you know, I, I don't mind you doing this stuff. I just don't want to know about it. So we have this uh, this lift that comes into the gym and I had we had just reorganized all of our championship banners. They were coming in. I knew that they needed to be hung and I couldn't really rely on somebody else to do it for me. So I just decided that I would. When the lift was here at our school, I would just use it in the evenings to get all the banners rearranged and, and moved around. So I guess I was constantly praying that, you know, OSHA didn't show up um, <laughs> because first, I'm not necessarily trained on the lift. And second, uh, once I got to one side of the gym where the bleachers are, the lift didn't actually reach the wall. Right. So I it was high enough. I couldn't get to where I needed to hang these banners from the bleachers and it was uh, too far from the wall. So I couldn't necessarily reach it from the lift. So I, <laughs> I positioned a ladder on top of the lift that would reach and lean against the wall. So here I am probably 35, 40 feet up in the air with a ladder positioned against the wall. Again, I felt completely secure, but, um, and I took a picture once I climbed out onto the ladder and took a picture back of myself with the rest of it. And I sent it to my wife and she about killed me. Um, and, uh, but that's, that's what I did to get the project done. And I ended up doing that project probably until about, you know, 11, 12, 1 AM. I think that is when I finally turned the lift off and went home. And, and uh, so I don't know that it was the wisest thing I, I've ever done. But again, it was just one of those things I, I felt like I had to get done. Well, I think you tapped into your handyman skills and just trying to make sure you saw a problem or just trying to solve that. I love the confidence of both the lift and the ladder for you to be able to climb up on both of those and still be able to do what you had to do. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. What a nice word you use there, confidence, Dustin. Right. <laughs> you could have used stupidity, but that's all right. I think his wife probably pointed that out. It was probably one of those, if that lift and ladder doesn't kill you, then I may I'm when gonna. you get home. Yeah. How far do you think 
the stretch between the, you know, the, the ladder had a span was. How far do we think this was? Between where it was connected to the lift and where it was touching the wall? Yeah. Yeah, it was probably about eight feet. You know, it's not like too far, just too far to reach. That's pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> eight feet is a lot farther <laughs> than what I can reach. So I'm assuming <laughs> in some lifts that you have a strap that you kind of hang on to the raft or hang on to the rails so that you, you know, if you were to fall out, you'd still be caught. Kind of like dangling. a safety harness. Dangling no, there's, at there's 1 no, a.m. <laughs> there's no strap. So, uh, no, there's no safety harness. So, so <laughs> you're Especially at the whim. At 1 <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need, I needed. Some, would, I think caffeine might have helped, but I don't know if it was enough. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just imagine it. that that sight of the custodians coming in for their shift in the morning, and their their stall just dangling from the left? Paul, you're not a short guy. No. Yeah, six two. Yeah, so if you're expanded on top of that ladder as well, I mean, there's a the ingenuity that went into this. I can appreciate that mindset. Maybe not the <laughs> safety aspect, but the ingenuity to make this thing work. You saw a problem, just try to get it done. Let's just get her done, man. I can't wait around for somebody else to come and get it done. It'll take like two or three months. And just yeah. pray OSHA doesn't show up. No OSHA at 1 a.m. They're all in bed, yeah. so we're good. But the head custodian, he wasn't in either. No, I didn't even tell him about it till about a couple of weeks later. So did you keep evidence on the phone or did you delete the picture pretty quick? Uh, no, I think I still have that picture somewhere. <laughs> There's got to be a recording. Of, like, yeah, I should have done a video too. I was too tired to be thinking about any video, but yeah, I've got a picture at least. <laughs> so have you had more banners come in since this incident? Uh, no, so those are ones in which we can leave up permanently and then it just has, we can just add the year and I can reach the add a year portion without needing to use the lift anymore. So, so you didn't have to add the, the hanging portion. You just had to add the correct arranging it all. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good to go. So you're part-time daredevil, part-time handyman <laughs> or, or full-time AD, just depending on whatever hat you need to wear. Well, I think that's what we all do. You know, there's there's just mm -hmm. things that have to get done, whether we're painting the field or or uh, jumping on a ladder or, or, you know, hanging pictures, whatever it is. We, we just try and make sure things get done so that our school looks good and we're and we're ready to go. You know, the, the funny thing is you mentioned your wife and my wife would be I was cutting down some limbs around the house last week and she was questioning whether I could get some of those or whether it was safe to do that. And. I've cut down trees in the past and used ratchet straps and, you know, connected it to a fence just to make sure they wouldn't fall in the house. Or, I mean, I've done some ingenuity, so I can appreciate that. But my wife is generally my conscience of what I need to be doing and probably should be doing. <laughs> but I'm assuming she wasn't there at 11 or 12 o'clock at night with you. No, if she had been there, I wouldn't have gotten it done. So, you know, <laughs> had to leave her at home. <laughs> you, know, you got any questions? I'm just I'm firing away. No, because um, I probably I'm just putting myself in in your shoes, and I probably would have done something similar. And I have some lift stories there. I had to like convince the custodian to like show me how to use the controls so I could do it. And they're like, "Why well, you can't do it?" And I'm like, "Okay, but I'm going to because it's not going to get done." You're right, Tal. Like it's not going to get <laughs> yeah, done see? unless you just do it. 
So the eight foot stretch might've been a bit for me. I'm not nearly as tall as you are. Um, but I also, I might've, I don't know. I might've called in the husband for help too. Cause he is a handyman. So I might've, you know, enlisted. There's been many late nights where I've been like, Hey, honey, let's go get this done. Let's go to school after hours and get this done. So um, I definitely uh, appreciate that. And I'm glad you are here to tell us about this story because I feel like there's a, definitely a strong chance where you couldn't have been because there was no dangly harness. I think I still have, you know, seven or eight lives left out of my nine. So we're, we're still good. <laughs> well, I think, I think the big part of that and the takeaway for me from this, and we like to take away tidbits from stories, but you think about those kids, um, those coaches that don't know what you went to or what extreme length you went through literally to make sure this banner was hung up and this stuff was done. That's just a microcosm of our profession. A lot of people don't understand what we do. They don't see behind the scenes. They don't see all that. They just see it done and think, Oh, that just happened. Um, but they don't realize the links that people went through to make that happen. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But that's good though. I don't, I don't want them to know. I'm good just hiding behind the scenes. Let's just make sure the kids have a good experience. Well, and that's something that I would always tell my coaches. If 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 everything, nobody knows there's any issues. If everything looks perfect, then we did our jobs. Yeah. They don't need to know the craziness that happened an hour before the gates opened or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, that is. Uh... Now, with that being said, we do not condone using ladders and lifts at the same time. Paradox does not think that you should go out and do this. <laughs> yeah, please, please do not uh, tell your principal well the the ad in at timberland high school in boise idaho did it so i should be able to do it no do not use my name yeah. i will deny it <laughs> your secret's like there's deny. no evidence that we have this yeah. is just a story the picture's on my phone i'm not getting that out right <laughs> so we oh. talk about the the safety concerns or the handyman stuff just to get something done what other story you got for us that can uh, baffle us, wow us, yeah, amaze something? So uh, my next story is not one that I was necessarily directly involved with. It had to do with uh, my dance team. And, and I'll paint a quick little picture. My dance coaches, I have two coaches. They own a, a studio here, and they're really the sweetest, awesomest, most organized, greatest ladies that um, I've ever hired. And um, I just feel lucky to have them. And so uh, when they come and ask me for something, it's like they've thought it through beforehand. And so I'm always willing to just kind of help them out. And um, so our dance team and our dancers, they had qualified for the state tournament. And in Boise, the state tournament is held at the Idaho Center in Nampa, which is about a 30 minute drive from here. And anything that far uh, again, not very far, but we we would have a school bus for, and so we ordered up a school bus, and the and the, and the the bus was to be here at a certain time, and probably five minutes after the bus was supposed to be here, my dance coaches called me and said, "Hey, the bus isn't here yet," and so I'm like, "Okay, let me just kind of see what's going on," and uh, by the time before I could even call the bus company, they called me back and said, "Hey, the, the bus is here, we're good to go," so. They're loading the bus. I'm, I'm thinking it's fine. I'm going to go join and watch the, the state competition uh, when they compete in about an hour. And so <clears throat> I'm just going to drive myself out separately. But so that the dance team gets that gets on the bus. And so I don't I don't hear anything from the dance team until later 
when I get to the um, the venue. <clears throat> but uh, my dance coaches come up to me and said, they, they tell me the story about how when they got on the bus, it just stunk so bad. Like it smelled like there was, you know, a problem on the bus and they didn't know what it was. So as they're loading the bus, they, they, they see some, some feces, some, some poop on the, in the aisle, like on the floor. And, and they're too sweet to say a word to the bus driver. You know, like I, I think if I was on the bus, he'd be, Hey man, what's going on? Like, this is not right. We can't ride a bus for half an hour out here. No, they're, they're too nice. They just kind of step over it and go to the back of the bus and endure this smell for a half an hour, like a half so hour right out to the bus, out to the state tournament. So, yeah, go ahead. You're not talking. You're not talking about like bird poop then. No. Well, they they don't know what it is. It's not. They know it's not bird poop because that'd be really it, small. But like yeah. it's 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 big enough to be like a dog or human or oh. who knows like they don't know right so <laughs> so they just ride the bus now i can't imagine like a team who's preparing to go to a state tournament and then they have to ride a bus with this smell knowing that I there's wanna, something there. i want to gag you just telling yeah. me this <laughs> yeah right like and, and this isn't my you know my football team or somebody else that you know a bunch of guys this is you know really sweet amazing young ladies and and uh, I just, so they ride the bus. They don't say a word to the bus driver and they get off and go get ready for the state tournament. They're telling me the story as I'm there. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I, I do a little digging. I, I just kind of call the bus company because I know some folks over there and I'm like, hey, this kind of happened. This is probably not the right thing. Can you make sure that they get a better bus coming back um, because of what happened? Well, so they're like, oh, let me look into it. So come to find out, the bus driver couldn't quite make it to the bathroom. Like <gasps> that's why he was why he was late. Like he had an accident on the bus, and some of it fell out onto the floor. And for whatever reason, because he was late, he didn't clean it up before he picked up my dance team, and he just drove to the Idaho Center with dirty britches. Stuff on the floor, never says a single word to the dance coaches or the dance team about it. And uh, yeah, so like, I'm like, and they, so the bus company was apologetic, obviously, but you know, this was an older gentleman and they felt bad for him too, which I, I totally get. Um, and uh, so I had to tell my dance coaches, like, uh, this is what actually what happened. And, and they were just mortified. Like, I, they couldn't even believe that that happened to them. So, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Can we just wait? So there was not only human feces on the bus, it was like fresh. Fresh. Like <laughs> Yeah, just happened as he was coming like, to pick them up. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I can't understand what is even going through the mind of that driver. Oh, so this man. is this is a good idea. I I, I think if <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like I, our, our community right now is having a hard time finding bus drivers. Okay. So, um, we've asked some of the coaches to try and go get their CDL. So I, I'm currently in the process of getting my commercial driver's license just so I can be one of those backup people who can drive our teams to places. I, I would, uh, if I was in that situation, there's no way you could pay me enough to still pick up a team after having a mistake like that, you know, like, 
your mindset would be like, get me out of here. I got to go somewhere, get into a different bus. They're going to be late transport themselves. I don't care. I'm not going to the school. Being 10 or 15 minutes late and finding yourself a bathroom is also a very acceptable option. (laughs) Not ideal, but acceptable. Here's my initial response. One is, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) But two, I'm thinking if I'm the bus driver, this may not be a one-time episode if if it's happened to me so i would not have picked them up i might have called in and said hey we got a serious issue here i need somebody else because if i'm driving another 30 minutes with them what happens if it happens again yeah or what if they stepped in it you know like or how could you how could you pull up with that whole situation going on i just don't even understand what's going on through some people's minds was was this like a yellow dog or was this like a charter bus you can call it a yellow dog, yeah. Yeah. So there's the no dog. bathroom in it's what I'm getting at. No, the dog laid a mess, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. oh. There's no plumbing in there is what we're going with. <laughs> no plumbing. It was not a charter. Oh. And oh, I just wow. I heard from those girls just because and I have girls would be the same way. They wouldn't say anything and they probably don't want to embarrass anybody. And the bus driver's probably embarrassed to no end. I mean but he may not have known that he left a trail of remnants. I don't know. I guess it's possible. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you could leave a trail down the, the aisle and not yeah, like, know. Where are you going? I mean, there's no bathroom in there, so where are you yeah. going? Yeah, I don't know if he was trying to find a spot in the back or <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't want to know. I, right. I just, okay. did, I your just kids, my... I was saying, did your kids, one, perform well at their competition? <laughs> That's what I need to know. And then two, did the same bus driver and the same boss pick them up? Yeah, good, great question. So um, I, I'm biased. I thought they performed great. As you know, with dance competitions, it's all done by judges. So mm-hmm. I, I think they did, you know, phenomenal. I can't tell you what uh, if they won an award or or any of that kind of stuff, how they placed. But um, but no, they did not get the same bus driver. They had a new bus driver that came out and picked them up. So, and a new bus, which is good because they didn't have to experience that exact same bus going home. Right. Well, I, when they picked them up, that gave new meaning to coming in hot. Coming in oh, hot, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> I also. Hot and steamy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I also don't, if I was the coach, like, I don't think I would have got on and then no. stayed on no i think i would have got on and been like nope and i would have gotten off and i would have immediately made some phone calls so the fact that, i mean not just the kids and you, you say girls but i think just kids in general yeah. you know who are good shy timid kids aren't gonna say anything but the coaches also endured this and was like this is okay for us to be on a poop bus I think I, I asked him later. I said, you could have gotten a new bus or figured out a different transportation. We could have figured it out. Um, I'm sure parents would have been at the ready to come pick them up, knowing that situation. But um, I think they were like, we got to get there. This is a big deal. The state competition. If we're not there on time, we could be disqualified. And so they just endured it. I just. I felt so bad for him. I'm like, please, in the future, please call me right away. Like the moment something like this happens. I think that's probably the the question I would have. Why was that call not made immediately? 
to you to say, hey, there's something not right here. And that's maybe a training situation for your coaches <laughs> moving forward. The next coaches meeting, like, hey, if there's an issue, don't get on the bus with crap. Yeah. It needs to be one of your PowerPoint slides in your coaches meeting. Right. As if there's poop on the bus, call me. Well, and the side story to this is that my one of the two dance coaches is married to my head football coach. So, you know, I then got a deal with my head football coach going, what the hell's going on, Tom? Like, you let my wife get on a bus with poop on it? Like, okay, brother, it's not my fault. <laughs> Oh, man. So part of it, it part, of, part of your job duty now is not to pardon the pun with duty, but part of your job duty is not to get on the bus and make sure that there's no feces that you've been left there. Yeah. yeah hopefully, hopefully that's never, a once in a lifetime situation. I never would have like expected like there to be poop on the bus. Like you going into the story that wasn't what I would have guessed one of the outcomes to be, you know, transportation issues or being late or, you know, the, car, the bus breaking down or something along those lines is, is something that's going to happen to everybody. But this. Yeah. Mm -mm. We still have a good laugh about it. The, the three of us every once in a while. I still think, I mean, I applaud their resiliency to overcome adversity and say, Hey, this is just another thing. We're going to go ahead and go to the competition. I don't know that I'd have a lot of people that would have done that, but apparently they did. I mean, kudos to them for overcoming. Yeah. Yeah. Great ladies. Like I said, they uh, would uh, do anything for anyone and, and they're always on top of everything. So I just feel bad that it happened to them. I wish it would have happened to one of those coaches that I was like, yeah, it's about time for you to go. I'm sick of your attitude. <laughs> it would have been a lot better had they had to deal with it than anybody else. <laughs> so that would have been <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That's how you get rid of your coaches that need to go. Now yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm glad it was only a 30-minute drive as opposed to like three hours. Oh, my gosh. I There's no way they could have handled it. Like, uh, if you would have sent them to Pocatello, then they might have said, there ain't no way. You've been pulling that string saying, get me off the bus. Like I'm getting off at the next corner. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not on this. <laughs> it ain't worth all that. We'll walk. Our thumbs work just great. We're cute yeah. enough. <laughs> go Pete Campbell. Let's go hike it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Imagine. No, I can't either. I can't either. I can try and like put myself in the shoes of those poor kids and the and the coach. And I'm pretty sure I would have got on the bus saw it, smelt it, and like, nope, and I would have turned right back around. I don't think I would have stayed on that bus. And the and crazy thing is, I did not get one parent phone call. Not one. What? Uh, I, guess I, <laughs> I guess they don't care if they, their kids ride a bus with poop on it, but if you don't put them in the game, my goodness, you're going to hear about it. This wasn't a playing time issue. There's no way they could camouflage <laughs> this as a playing time issue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's okay. They'll, they'll tough it up. They're resilient. You know, but you, you mentioned it in the, the beginning of this. If it was a baseball team or a football team or one of your one of your male sports, they may have endured it a little better than I mean, I just don't see I guess they're just too shy to even yeah. make me think about well, I guess I probably shouldn't say that. They probably no, that's, want to bring it up. Say, mm, it's pretty offensive, but it is, they females i feel like that's offensive but with that being said i just think 
all teams, regardless of gender, don't want to smell poop for a ride. No. No. <laughs> Whether that's across town or across the state, you don't want to smell that for, for a journey. No. So what we've learned on Paradox recently is that you do not want to put your kids in a U-Haul on transportation or any transportation that also has poop in it. These are very important points. <laughs> that's good advice. Yeah. I mean, that's, our, okay. that's quality for any AD. You can take that <laughs> to the bank and say, this is the, I'll take it to my school district and say, these are things we don't want to have, have happen. But the only reason these things in your job interviews <laughs> has happened. I mean, you don't get to, you don't want to come up with a rule or a situation like that or a policy because something hasn't happened. You're just preventing it from happening again in the future. Yeah, we're not taking a horse trailer next time either. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, I mean it's, oh. I'm trying to still wrap my mind around it. Mm-hmm. And the fact yep. that they waited so long to tell you, I, I think I would have. I would have gone through the roof when I heard it. And I don't know what the conversation was like with the bus company. I know we've got a shortage of drivers and we've got to be, it's like officials. You've got to be handle it with kid gloves because they kind of hold the leverage over us. We need them, all of that. But at some point, I think that conversation would have been a little more heated of who in their right mind thinks that's a good idea (laughs) to go ahead and pick them up knowing that that has happened because that probably wasn't a surprise to the bus driver no it couldn't have been like how he had to know exactly what was going on like i don't know but and if he didn't know what was going on he shouldn't be driving the bus kids right. yeah they're all concerned about the safety of my kids if yeah he's not aware of that's going on right can you, put, can you do like a driver block like we don't want that driver anymore put him yeah. on like the blacklist he's blackballed <laughs> Yeah, black yes, ball the driver. Can't. He can't go. I think he probably driver is not allowed to come to the there. He probably his, decided I wasn't doing that anymore. His name is on the list of every coach. Hey, if you see this guy's name on when you get on the bus, you might want to just step right off. <laughs> not just a name, but a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see don't guy. get on the bus. <laughs> I, mean, so I don't know. If, I don't know if that story can be taught. Oh, I, you guys have had a plenty, plenty of good stories out there. There's been some really good ones. I mean, I'm heard, I we get nicknames based off of this, so I'm not sure. I've got to process <laughs> this a little bit before I can fully identify what your nickname is going to be. No, oh, no, don't pour Paul. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Came on right after Becky and called her three socks Marine. That's right. The next guest may be saddled with calling you, giving you a nickname. It's funny. In my first year, I guess I'm throwing a a curveball here, but my first year is I wasn't even AD. I was just a teacher. We had an assembly. And in our our auditorium, there's two sections. So I'm piggybacking on on Becky's story, but there's two sections. So between it, there's a door that goes right between it. And so in between acts, somebody came in on one side and yelled something, and the spotlight went right down to the kid who, when the spotlight went on him, found out he was naked. Oh, He was wearing a pair of tennis shoes. And I was sitting in the front row of the second section. So when he ran across that, the spotlight kind of followed him for like a second and then realized, oh, shoot, I got to take the spotlight off of him because this is not the planned event. He ran right in front of me. And, uh, and next to me was one of the VPs and our principal. Our principal was fairly, was about to retire. She was a little older. 
And then the VP had just had hip surgery. So I watched them follow this kid out, out the door. And the one is like hobbling with his hip surgery and the, the, our principal is a little slower. And I'm like, there's no way they're catching that kid. So I end up getting up and following the kid. He leaves the school naked, crosses the street naked, goes across the street behind this uh, old dance studio. That's maybe like two houses down across the street where he had stashed some clothes. So by the time I catch up to him, he's got his shorts on and I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? And maybe like a minute later, our, our principal and VP show up. And But uh, the kicker to this story, and, and again, I, I don't want to <laughs> go a little too far on this, but the kicker is as we're walking back and the VP is dealing with the kid, my principal leans over to me and says, boy, that was ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good times, you know, kids do fun things. I mean, I, I'm thinking about fun things. Uh, the fact that they had the spotlight on him, yeah. and then the, you know the process of, hey, that guy is not wearing anything but shoes. Yeah. And then now the dance studio wasn't anything related to your coaches, was it? Uh, no, no, different, different dance studio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to come full circle? Those four ladies. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah, they're ever going to be known as all these things, but no, that was not connected to them in any way. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that you jumped up and followed them, I mean, Becky didn't do it. She just stayed back and let the streaker go. She didn't go <laughs> tackle him or nothing. Um, I mean, you didn't have to physically tackle the kid, but at this point, he was dressed no. at that point. But No, but I have a buddy, an assistant, one of my coaches, who, who told – he called his friend – who was on a field trip with some kids and he said, yeah, Grop just tackled a streaker. So then it got back to all the students that I had tackled a streaker when there was no truth to the story. Like by the time I got him, he was, he was fully clothed. But uh, yeah. So that teacher still tells students all the time. Oh yeah. Grop, you should go ask him about the time he tackled a streaker. So I get kids coming into my office every once in a while. This was like 20 years ago. So every year I get a new batch of kids who come in and ask me about the time I tackled a streaker. So let me ask this question. What was the conversation like? I know you said, what are we doing, buddy? What was his response to you? I mean, I obviously knew he'd been caught, but what was that discussion like? Yeah, he just tried to tell me he was out for a walk. He, you know, he was never in the school, you know, like, uh, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, I followed you here. Yeah, you're the only <laughs> one out here, buddy. <laughs> and not only that, can I can identify your shoes. You are the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, the, and you weren't the AD at that time. Oh, no. No, I was just a first. It was my first year teaching, I think. I was math teacher, basketball coach. Um, so I was probably just the youngest guy who could catch up with him. And at no point did you say, I'm going to get out of education altogether. Oh, no, man. Those experiences make you want to stay. <laughs> like, this is oh, awesome. Again. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I didn't have to I'd do anything other than just say, you know, catch up to him and, and make him stay with me until the VP showed up. So, yeah. And then handle the, the joke about that was ballsy of him to do. And <laughs> yeah. That wisecrack that he threw out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can run with all kinds of them. Yeah. I, you just never know what's going to happen in our world. It's, it's a good world, though. It is, and and what I like, and Tal, we we've been talking about getting you on here for a while, um, and I'm glad we were able to do that. I know it's vacation time; you're getting ready to go to Indy. I know you got a ton of things to do, but 
man, I appreciate the opportunity to just sit down and, and laugh a little bit, to joke, to to basically the point of this podcast is just to shine a light on our profession and say, you're going to deal with some stuff. And before I would say crap, the old crap moments, but that really is what happened legitimately with your dance team. Um, they, we're going to deal with some stuff throughout the years, but it's that stuff that we've got to have some levity and look back on and say, all right, it, my job is pretty cool. Cause I still get paid to do this, even though it may suck at times. There's times when we got to laugh every once in a while and just say, I can't believe that just happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, you know, that's why we lose, we lose ADs. If they, if they can't laugh themselves and get the help they need, then they're going to, they're going to leave in the first or second year. So we got to get them past that point and realize that they got the support they need and, and keep them in the profession as long as we can. And you've proven that you've been able to do that. I mean, you've been 16, 17 years as the AD at one school, which kudos to you for that, for being able to be at one place for, for as long as you have and your investment continues to not just in your student athletes and your coaches, but in the state of Idaho. And as we mentioned through the NIAAA board, you're very visible in the NIAAA. You're very um, respected because you give back, you serve our people. And I think with that mindset of trying to keep people in this profession, because it's a great profession, it's people that are doing it. And we all share some stories and share some laughs, but at the end of the day, We'd love to have these stories of people who have been ADs for 20, 25, 30 years because they love pouring into kids. They love pouring into coaches. They love what they do. So I appreciate that in you uh, and what I've seen and you giving back to our association and our profession. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. And I, I, sorry, I had a little issue I needed to deal with. So thanks for carrying on, uh, Dustin. But um, I do want to point out that the streaker was a male. We have a theme going here. <laughs> we have not had a female streaker ever. <laughs> so we can't just let that point be overlooked. Yeah, she likes to bring that up. And <laughs> I mean, I, I can't argue with her. I mean, no, it's true. It's you guys enough. are stupid. Let's right. just say it. Guys are dumb. Like, what are they thinking? I don't, I don't understand it. Nobody wants to see that. Like, seriously. Right. <laughs> like at all. No. No. I mean, and Becky Moraine, it was the guy got two hundred dollars, which wasn't enough. Apparently, this kid probably didn't get anything. He had closed stash, but he didn't get any cash for it. I don't guess. I don't think so. I don't even think he was one of our students. I think he was a student from another school. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like that's the case often too. I always feel like it's not our kid; it's the other kid or a kid that knew someone. It's always that's also always the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you very much for you know being with us here today and you know your vacation summertime so um i really enjoyed your stories and i don't know if i'm going to be able to eat my lunch today i'm still upset about one of your stories so. as long as you don't have to ride a bus to lunch you'll be all right uh, uh, still give, it just <laughs> yeah. gives me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> so thank you very much and thank you to Ticket Spigot, our sponsor for making all of our episodes possible, and we will see you next week with another episode.